awesome topic that really rings true to my heart on being blessed and highly favored. And it's not every Sunday that I would preach a message around the blessing of God or the favor of God, because uh, I'll be honest with you, I like to make sure we have good balance in our teaching. And uh, I think there's a lot of great teaching out there about being blessed and highly favored. Uh, but sometimes I think that we can have a tendency at times to... to uh, eat of the teaching that just talks about the good stuff and doesn't necessarily talk to us about where we need to grow in the things of God. So it's not every Sunday that I'll talk about the blessing of God and the favor of God because I like to bring that balance. But I felt this Sunday uh, that, I, that the Lord wanted to bring an encouraging word about everyone getting a fresh revelation that we are all blessed and we are all highly favored. Uh, but I believe this morning that God is actually wanting to do some surgery here, some spiritual surgery. I believe this morning as I was praying for this message that the Lord showed me that today during this word that he was actually going to do, do some particular work on people's thinking and on a particular, particular mindset. I personally shared in our church before that there was a time when I was a new Christian uh, planted in the church that I was raised up uh, in West End. And there was a, a real crossroads where I was at, a real war zone that was going on in my mind. And the thoughts that I was thinking was, well, I see that God blesses people, but I just don't know if God's going to bless me. I see that God favors people, but I just don't know if God's going to favor me. And there was a real battle. Can I get everyone to say battle? There was a real battle that was going on in my mind at that point where I felt that uh, God wanted to take my identity in Him to the next level, but there were some things around me, a storm that was brewing in my mind where I felt like who I was and what I'd done and my past perhaps had created some setbacks for me to not really be able to enjoy what I sensed that God wanted to release in other people's lives. And so I could really believe for the blessing and the favor of God for other people, particularly the people who were in my new Christians group at the time, other people that had given their heart to Jesus, other people that are miraculously been saved. And I could see that God was moving in their lives. And I could see that God was moving in my life. But it came to that, that precipice where I thought, you know what, but will God really bless me? Am I really going to be someone who's blessed and highly favored? And so I want to start this morning by saying this, that yes, God uh, wants to bless you. In fact, by being a Christian, by giving your heart to Jesus, uh, part of that transition or that transaction of being uh, born again is that you actually go from a, a place of being cursed to a place of blessing. So actually when you invite Jesus into your life, you actually start to make that transition. And we know that through the blood of Jesus, that curses are broken and shattered and they were released into a new place of blessing. But it is another thing to start walking that out. And part of that walking that out, the Bible teaches that you may become born again, but yet you need to make a transition in your thinking. Thinking that uh, our spirit is born again, but our mind isn't born again. That we actually, we can no longer conform our mind to the world and the world's thinking, but we have to be transformed. That word transformed is very similar to what happens to a caterpillar in the, um, in the cocoon and, and shaping it into a butterfly. So the word says that to be transformed, we have to renew our mind, which means we have to literally change our thinking. And so you can be born again. You can be born of the power of God. You can become a brand new creation in Christ Jesus and yet not go through the process of properly uh, transforming your mind, which means that 
for your mind to be renewed and for your mind mind to be changed, that's a key to you actually transforming, for you to make that journey of uh, from the past into a place where you start to uh, bear fruit of the promises and the things of God and the principles of God on your life. Can I tell you this? It's not just about the power of God. It's not just about the anointing of God. It's not just about the encounters with God. It's not just about giving your heart to Jesus. It's not just about salvation. We know that once you're saved, you're saved and you, 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 know, you, you start to walk with God. And as long as you continue to live a repentant life, you are promised this promise that you're going to heaven. However, the other promises of God and the principles of God also require us to partner with Him. Doesn't mean we have to be perfect, but we do have to partner with Him. And a part of that partnering is we have to allow the Word of God to renew our mind so that that's part of how we become transformed. And um, so I want to encourage you this morning, it doesn't matter where you are, I want to say this to you, that you are blessed and you are highly favored. Doesn't matter what the, 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 the situation that's going on around you, you are blessed and you are highly favored. Having said that, sometimes to understand how do we walk this out and how do we start to see more evidence of that blessing and that favor, it all starts with how we think about ourselves. It all starts actually with our identity in God. See, you can feel the anointing. You can feel the presence of God. You can believe in the Word of God. But if you don't believe in the Word of God for you, Ever ever wondered how easy it is to believe for someone, but it's a lot harder to believe for yourself? Have you ever wondered that? And usually that's because there's a war that goes on. It's a very strong war that goes on in terms of your identity. And I want to encourage you this morning that there was a crossroads in my life where the Holy Ghost said to me, Brad, I can believe that you're blessed and highly favored. The Word can say that you're blessed and highly favored. Your pastor can believe that you're blessed and highly favored. Your new Christians group can say that you're blessed and highly favored. But until you start to believe it and know it and get the revelation for yourself, there's going to be restrictions. Does everyone agree with that? Does everyone understand that we've got to get that revelation ourselves? So if you're sitting here today and you're attracted to this message, maybe you saw it on Facebook and went, oh, this sounds good. And it's going to be an encouraging word today. But let me say this to you. A part of this, if you're sitting there and you're like, yes, I believe in the blessing of God. I believe in the favor of God. But how do I walk that out? You've got to understand this morning, you've got to get a revelation yourself. You've got to believe yourself. Because the Bible teaches that as a man thinks... So he is, which means as a man starts to think and believe that he is blessed and highly favored, that thought and that belief and that revelation in itself is powerful. That's part of the transformation because as you start to think in alignment to the truth, then the truth and the promises of God will start to manifest in your life. Can I get everyone to say amen to that? And so I want to start here, interestingly being the Christmas season, with... uh, the book of Luke, and we're going to look at Luke verse 26 here. And it's talking about the reality of Mary getting a revelation that she was blessed and highly favored. Mary, the mother of Jesus. Luke chapter 1 verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. 
And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Let me read that again. This is what the angel declared upon her life. Rejoice. Everyone say rejoice. See, when you get this revelation, uh, you do rejoice because this truth of heaven gets into your heart. Highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And so when the Lord is with you, you're favored. In other ways, reverse engineering that. When you understand that you're favored, it means that you know that the Lord is with you. The word says, if the Lord is with you, who can be against you? That no weapon formed against you will prosper because the Lord is with you. The word Emmanuel that we hear in a lot of the Christmas carols as another name for Jesus means God with you or God is here. God amongst you. And when God is with you, that means that He is for you. If He's for you, then He favors you. He believes in you. He wants the best for you. He favors you. He loves you. He deeply loves you. And so rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. So when she saw the angel, the first reaction is, the Bible teaches that she was troubled at his saying. So interesting that Mary herself did not instantly kind of grab a hold of the revelation with, with a double grip and go, yes and amen straight away. She was troubled. There was doubt she had to kind of wrestle with it a little bit. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. She wasn't sure how to take it. I know for myself as a new Christian, I wasn't sure how to take um, that I'm blessed and highly favored, that God is for me, that no weapon formed against me will prosper, that as I walk unto Uh, the pathway that God has for me, that he says that he will shine a light on that path and he will actually bless me and he will make a way for me and he has plans and a purpose for me that he had actually already designed when I was in my mother's womb before I was born. It was attractive to hear these things. It was like the first time in my ear, my spiritual ear and my spiritual heart, that the Lord was penetrating my destiny and my, my, my identity with truth. But it was something that I was wrestling with. It was something that it wasn't straight away. I just grabbed a hold of two hands and went, aha. Uh-huh. Now, sometimes when it comes to revelation, that will be the case. But I find that that becomes more and more the case when we become more mature, when we grow in the things of God. I find when people are in milk stage and they're still learning about things, that sometimes they war. There's like an identity war that goes on. And maybe, just maybe today, you're, you're experiencing that at the moment. Well, I have some encouragement for you. God's going to win. Your identity is going to continue to grow. You're going to grab a hold of this with both hands, this revelation that you are blessed and highly favored. And as you actually renew your mind and you start to believe that, the transformation of God that He's already started, He will complete in your life. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid. So he could see that she was gri- grappling with this a little bit. He said, do not be afraid, Mary, for... You have, not you kind of might have, no, you have found favor with God. So he reiterated 
his greeting. He reinforced what he was saying. And can I say this to you, that if you ask the Lord, if you say to God, God, I need help. Lord, can you help to solidify in my heart this truth, this revelation that I am in fact blessed and highly favored. That God, at times when I look back at my past or even at times when I look at the reality of my situations right now, sometimes God, I don't feel blessed and highly favored. But I know, Lord, that your word says that if I've, I've got to renew my mind and that's part of my transformation. So God, I'm struggling right now. Can you please reinforce? Can you please reiterate? Can you continue to to try and solidify this truth into my heart? Can I tell you, if you ask the Lord, He will do that. That's what's great about the love of God, the heartbeat of the Father towards you, is that He knows that His words of life are a blessing to your identity, that He would want to not just say it once, but He would want to keep confirming and keep reaffirming and keep reaffirming. Even all the days that you keep walking on this earth, the heartbeat of God towards you, the endless pursuit of love towards you, that God will always want to continue to speak and continue to affirm and to continue to reaffirm the truth of who you are in Him into your heart. So the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb. Not only does he first affirm that she is favored, but now he starts to release specifics into the plans, into the purposes, into the pathway, into the destiny. Notice that first the angel actually speaks to her identity. And then once that starts to get reaffirmed, then he starts to release more insight into what he's going to do and what his plans is. Can I, can I give this as a big kingdom tip to you right now? A lot of us are trying to, at times and seasons, hear for, you know, what's the plan? What's the purpose? What, what is it that you have for me to do? And yet we haven't necessarily invested enough time in getting our identity in God reaffirmed first, getting that foundation. Can I tell you, one of the keys to being able to understand and more clearly hear the blueprint and the plans, the purposes in heaven of what you're going to do and how God's going to anoint your giftings and how He's going to establish your calling and and how He's going to actually start to, to build your life as the architect of your world. Can I tell you that that starts to become more and more clear when you first invest and you allow the Lord to solidify within you who you are in Christ. Sometimes if we're seeking all these things, we don't, we're not able to hear clearly because we don't yet know who we are and why we were born into the kingdom. Well, first and foremost, you're born into the kingdom because Christ died for you, because you are Christ's belonging. He owns you. You are literally part of Him. He loves you and adores you. You are part of God's family. Getting that revelation and truth and knowing because you are part of God's family. Who is God? He is Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus Christ? He is the King of Kings. He is the King of Kings. He is the King of Kings. He's the King of Kings. Who are the Kings? You are the Kings. We are people who are a part of God's family. We are an inheritance. Every morning I say to Zara, Zara, do you know that you're a princess? Do you know that you're a princess? Because she's really into Disney princesses right now. And, I, and, and I, so I know that she understands what a princess is, right? A princess is royal. A princess is regal. A princess is an example of favor, of inheritance. And so she understands in her own little two-year-old way what a princess is. And so I'm using that as a way, do you know that you're a princess? Do you know that you're a princess of Jesus? Do you know that the Lord has a great inheritance for you? And you should see her, her little eyes. I'm a princess. And it's just getting that 
that revelation into it just at a young age. Can I say this to you? Understand when you get this revelation that you, men of God, are princes and you're kings. Women of God, that you are princesses and you are queens in the kingdom of God under the lordship of the king of kings. That you know that even though you're not perfect, that you are part of a family, not because of what you've done or what, how great you can perform, but because of the blood of Jesus that's bought was the price that was paid for you to buy you. So God could literally rip you out of the grips of darkness and bring you into the family of light. Do you know that Christ actually, he died so much because he wanted you back into his family. He wanted that reconciliation. And so God wants you to know that you are blessed. You are highly favored, that you are an heir to everything that Jesus has already, that everything that he has belongs to you. All victory, all power, all anointing, all freedom. But there's a battle. There's a battle to be won. It's actually already completely won, but walking it out, You know, sometimes it's like a war zone here to continue to reinforce in here that this is truth, that you, in fact, are someone who is part of God's family. And so we go back to the scripture and behold, he starts to now reveal the plan and behold, you will conceive Mary in your womb and bring forth a son And shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And then Mary said to the angel, she's still grappling. Everyone say grappling. She's wrestling with this. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Since I do not know a man, i.e., if you translate that as in, you know, she's a virgin. How can I have a baby? I've, you know, not done what's required usually for that to take place, is pretty much what she's saying. But, you know, if you think about it, sometimes don't we have the same thought, not exactly the same thought, but let me link it here. And God starts to say, you know what, you are blessed and highly favored. You're a part of my family. And he starts to tell you, you know what, I have a specific plan for you. And I've got seasons for you to go through. And you're going to learn things and you're going to glean. But I have a particular assignments for you. And we start to, you know, receive prophetic words, don't we? And sometimes those prophetic words seem just like, you know, as if that's going to happen. How can that happen? Or hang on a second. Remember, Mary was thinking, hang on, I haven't done what I would need to do for normally for this to happen. And start, we start to, you know, I haven't been good enough. I haven't been perfect enough. I haven't broken through in that area yet. I'm still struggling with this. I'm still struggling with this thought. I'm still struggling with this habit. I'm still having issues with the relationships here. I'm still just battling in life. How could this come to pass? Because I haven't in my own strength done all the things and lined up all the right things in order for that to happen yet. How could it come to pass? Another thing, my family isn't perfect yet. There's still pieces that are kind of not in the right place. How could I be blessed and highly favored? How could I be a person who could actually walk out a generational blessing? Let me say this to you. I believe that God right now in this place wants to release seeds 
of revelation that if you've ever battled believing that you're not going to be a part of a generational blessing, whether you're a mom and dad here, whether you're a husband and wife, maybe you're a teenager, maybe you're a grandfather, whatever, or whoever you represent, can I tell you that the Lord that you worship is the author of generational blessing. He is the God of generations. So the very seed of truth that needs to get into your heart is if you're worshiping and you're serving and you're spending time with the God of generations, it doesn't matter what your world looks like. You've got to be in that fight because you are called and destined to actually be a part of a generational blessing. You've got to fight for it. And you know what? Sometimes the reason why you're fighting is not necessarily always because you're going to see the manifestation of the breakthrough in your lifetime. But can I tell you, sometimes what you're fighting for actually is because your children are going to see the breakthrough and your children's children are going to see the breakthrough. You may not see it, but they will. And so where you don't see the evidence of the things yet hoped for, you don't see the breakthroughs immediately. Can I say, don't give up? Can I tell you that some of the breakthroughs that Greg and Julie were believing for and praying for, some of them are only just started manifesting 20 years after they started praying for those things. And one thing that we spoke about last Sunday is that one big anointing, that we pull on from Christian International and we constantly pray over for our church is we believe that our church, part of our calling and part of our mission of what God's doing here is that we are called to be an incubator where families will come in and it may not happen straight away. It may not be instant magic noodles. Now, God can move like that. He can part the Red Sea, he can move. But sometimes the generational blessing and the breakthrough will come from the persistence And the hanging in there and planting yourself and believing and mentors coming around and sticking at it and staying and having that stickability where bit by bit, season upon season, year upon year, can I tell you, after a season, more a macro season than a micro season, you'll look back and you'll go, wow, look what the Lord has done. I am blessed and I am highly favored. And so he will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom. There will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that holy one who is to be born will be called the son of God. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. What's interesting about the word overshadow, if you study it, because it's coming from the book of Luke. So if you look at it in detail, you go to the Greek. When you look at the word overshadow, that particular word there in English, overshadow, when you look at it in the Greek, it has a very strong similarity, the same word to renewing the mind. So it's not just about the power of God coming upon you. The angel says first, first says that. And the Lord God, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you, will change you, will cover you, will protect you. Can I tell you that the power of the highest, sometimes we're always looking when we're thinking about the power of the highest God, 
we're thinking about the anointing, the presence, the power, the prophecy, all of the bells and whistles. What's the real anchor? What's the key anchor for the power of God? The Word of God is a two-edged sword. The Word of God is actually the anchor point of all things of the power of the kingdom. The Word of God is truth. It's the Word of God that we use the truth to defeat the power of the enemy. The Word of God is the power of the highest, and it would overshadow. And so can I tell you that when you look at this revelation and you transfer it to yourself, can I say this to you? I've had lots of people who've come to me over my time. I've shared this before at our church, but I've had lots of people because most of you have heard my testimony. Not all of you have, but I was a disaster. Today we're talking about blessing and favor. I was the epitome of cursed and not favored. And what's interesting is in that first season, I had a crossroads, what I've shared with you this morning. Uh, am I blessed? Am I highly favored? Does God really love me? Is he really going to break through? Do I... And when I broke through in that, then there was just a shift. And things just started to break through because I started to believe. I didn't rely on my pastor's sermon. Now, you need to keep coming to church and being fed by your pastor's sermon. <laughs> right? But I didn't rely on the faith of everyone else. I made a transition again from milk to meat. It was my truth that I believed that I was blessed and I was highly. There was something about an anchor point that happened that made the, the foundation of my identity solid and strong right there. And I have a lot of people who were in and around me in that season that they would come to me because they could see the change in my life and my world, what God had, it was doing in my life. And people, I had people who were, who were raised as pastor's kids. I had people who'd been Christian for 20, 25 years. I had all of in our church come around me and say, Brad, just really interested, just really interested for you, for you. Again, this is my experience. It can be different for other people. But for you, what's been the real key? What's been the most critical thing? that you would say was the key for you breaking through and for God to move in your life. A lot of people told me afterwards that they expected my answer to be the power of God, the anointing, the presence, times in worship. All of that was great. All of that was a catalyst. But the key, the anchor, was Jesus partnering with me to renew my mind. The Word of God in my mind that was transforming my identity. Now, if you've ever wondered why there are times when people can have all those amazing encounters. Over a week, at a conference, be all fired up for short term, see change, and then they start to go back into those places of defeat. 
that's another example of why I think sometimes we don't put enough emphasis in Christendom on how critical it is to renew your mind with the Word of God. Because you and I are called to have the mind of Christ. But what's interesting is when we become born again, we have the same spirit that rose Jesus from the grips of death living inside of us. We have dunamis power living on the inside of us that we know activates us, the ability to move in the, with the Spirit, to bear the fruit of the Spirit, to understand the things of the Word of God. We know that the Holy Spirit and the power of God and the anointing of God, the presence of God and the glory of God is all so important. But without the Word of God, it actually has no power. And so I want to challenge you this morning and encourage you that there is an answer. There is an answer, there is an answer, there is an answer to this whole amazing, attractive thing of belonging to God's family, wanting to to know that we're part of that, to getting that revelation, to walking out the promises of God, to starting to, to actually walk out the principles of God and actually seeing evidence of breakthrough. Is it easy? It's never easy. Is it hard work? It's hard work. But is it a good fight of faith? It's a great fight of faith. But make sure you don't try and do all of this without one of the most critical keys. And that is that you and I are called to renew our minds so that we are transformed. And that's how the blessing and the favor of the God actually starts to to manifest in your life and your world. And so... The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. This is what's being said to Mary. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. And then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. What was interesting is as the angel was finishing off talking to Mary about not only are you blessed and highly favored, not only virgin female have, I, have you been chosen by the Lord for uh, the Son of God, the very Son of, of the Father to be actually conceived in you. And then she's grippling with this. She's saying, Oh, am I favored? And how is this happening? And, and then God releases the plans. But then it at the end, he talks about that God will bring a blessing and a favor and a miracle even into one of her relatives. Do you notice that how quickly she was able to believe that? Come on now. This is part of, I feel that the word is trying to open up. Why is the battle for our own identity? Why is the battle for our own revelation, for our own life so much harder to get a grip of than actually believing of the word of God for someone else? Can I tell you, if you've ever felt that way, it's normal. It's a normal thing. If you've ever felt it harder, more difficult to believe God's word for you, that's normal. But today, I want through the word of God for God to open your eyes and say it's normal, but you've got to fight to get that revelation for yourself. Because when you get the revelation for yourself, it's not just about the blessing and favor of God in your life. Then God will use the fact that you've gotten that revelation And now you know how important it is to believe it and to renew your mind so you will be transformed because it's the transformation of a believer that turns them into a leader and turns them into someone that can reproduce the kingdom of God from their life around other people. 
See, when you're a believer and you're walking on planet earth with a revelation that you are blessed and highly favored, with a revelation that you are transformed because your mind is aligned to the truth that witnesses in the very spirit of God's spirit that lives inside of you. When you're a transformed believer, when you're not someone who's just saved but is still battling because they don't really believe what the word of God says in them and they haven't really transformed because they haven't really renewed their mind. Can I say, when you are a believer who has made that transition, you are way more powerful for the kingdom of God. Then God can use you. He can establish you. Because the very place that we all spend most of our time is in partnership with God. It's not arguing. I've talked about this before. A kingdom principle is agreement is a big key to establishing. For something to manifest From the spiritual realm to the physical realm, one of the principles that helps to pull something from the dream realm into the reality realm, that helps to take it from the spiritual realm into this manifest realm, that takes something from, you know, a prophetic word into the actual walking out of the promise of God. One of those keys is agreement. That's why the Bible teaches be careful to protect unity among the brethren, to actually fight for unity because unity commands a blessing. Come on now, commands a blessing. What is blessing? Blessing usually is the manifestation of that you are favored. And because you are favored, God is for you. And because God is for you, He does have promises for you. And you are able to receive from God. And you are able to have the blessing of God. And you are able to actually walk out the blessing of God. But it takes agreement. Where does that agreement start? Agreement starts between you and yourself with the Word of God. I want everyone just to close your eyes for a second. And remember when I do this exercise, I can tell if you haven't got your eyes closed. Because <laughs> I'm looking around. There's always one, ah, oh, yeah, everyone else closed their eyes out of the city. So everyone just close your eyes for me. Amen. Okay, let's just do a little bit of an activation here. Everyone, eyes closed. I want you to think about what are some thoughts that you think? What are some thoughts that you believe that are in direct opposition to what God says about you or thinks about you in the Word? What thoughts are anchors that are locked into your mind that are stopping the truth anchoring into your mind? I just want you to take just a moment just to identify. Interesting that the word identify is linked to the word identity. Right now, as you identify some thoughts, you're actually identifying some thoughts that are in disagreement with the Word of God. Let's go one step further. When you identify some thoughts that are in disagreement to the Word of God, those thoughts actually are examples of curses. The Bible also calls them strongholds. The Bible teaches the weapons of warfare that will give you victory over these strongholds are not carnal, as in you can't think yourself out of them. 
But the weapons of warfare are mighty in God's word for pulling down those strongholds and pulling down every lofty thought that tries to exalt itself above the truth, bringing every thought into captivity under Christ Jesus. So right now what you're doing, right here as you've got your eyes closed, is a practical example of what the Lord would ask you to do when he says, please renew your mind. To identify thoughts that directly are in opposition or disagreement with the truth and the word of God, that's part of renewing your mind. You're now mining your thoughts that will try and latch on to your identity and keep your identity separated to the truth identity. That right there is the difference between being cursed and being blessed. Okay, I want you to open up your eyes. To lift your head. Can I just tell you, we didn't have some big full-on cloud from heaven come, did we? Come on now, I I want you to wake up to this. Did we have a full-on manifestation of a big Holy Ghost moment then? Come on, church, did we? No. Why, what am I highlighting this? Because sometimes we think the way that we get transformed, come on now, the way that we get changed by God always has to be this big, <gasps> come on now, right? It's always got to be that big, you know, <laughs> the anointing, it's so full-on right now. Come on now, church, I'm speaking truth here. I'm speaking balance. Unfortunately, in the kingdom, I see a lot of people that are drawn to that. Not all, but a lot. Don't have a renewed mind. I think sometimes, and don't get me wrong, I'm into the presence of God. It's really important. But sometimes we don't put enough value on the Word of God. Come on now. Sometimes we don't put enough value on this blessed, this blessed, highly favored life is all about our thinking. Very much about our thinking. And then obviously our choices. Now what I want to do is I want to mention two other scriptures Just to kind of cement this point, I want to talk about some other points as a way for us to leave this place with some action points to put in place. First of all, Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So what we just did before is we identified some thoughts in our mind that are in opposition to the Word of God. Then the second part of it is you get into the Word of God and you find the Scriptures, you find the truth, you find the promises of God, you find what the Word of God says about that particular part of your life, your identity, and you make sure that you what? You meditate on that. So literally you've pulled up the roots of that stronghold and now you're replacing it or planting in that place the truth. And then... The discipline is, is to think and to think and to think and to think and to think on that thought. So it actually, it starts to get cemented into your brain and you're renewing your mind. And as you renew your mind, so I want to challenge you, what would be a great thing to do after this message is to find some time this week and to actually, you know, and there's 
so many resources. Go into Google, but type in scriptures about blessed and highly favored, or scriptures about being blessed, scriptures about being highly favored, scriptures about being deeply loved, and hit the enter key. And then all of these resources are going to come up. And what you can do is cut and paste all that, just get it all in one document. Get it, you, you'd be able to find 40, 50 scriptures, print it out, and then with a nice little cup of tea, whatever you're into, you sit down under the aircon while it's really hot outside, maybe next weekend. Now, let's think about it, though. How, how many times do we do this? See, how, how hungry are you to see breakthrough in your life? How hungry are you? How hungry are you to see God really move in your life? How much desire do you really have to see breakthrough in your family? See, if you're really hungry then you won't think about this idea and go, oh, seriously, man? I'd rather go and play cricket. Well, actually, so would I. Well, not cricket. I'm not a big fan of cricket, actually. Bless you if you love cricket. I'm more into tennis. Tennis is my kind of summer sport. Roger Federer. Woohoo, he's coming to Brisbane International. Park that thought. Let's get back on track. <laughs> right? How much hunger do you have to believe the truth of God and to have that Renew mind. Can I tell you that this, when this is thinking right, it is a blessing itself. You are blessed when you have the mind of Christ. You are favored and highly favored when you have the mind of Christ. So my challenge is, is to go and print that out, do that, and just read them and read them and speak them out and speak them out and decree them and read them and speak them out and decree them. And can I just say, why don't you do that once a month for the rest of your life? Good little investment right there in your identity in God. I mean, come on. How long does it take to drive through McDonald's and get a meal? Five minutes, six minutes? Read it for five minutes and six minutes. Getting a meal at McDonald's because I'm bored. Doing this. Fast McDonald's. Read the Word of God. Well, the reality is some people go and get takeaway food because they're bored. We've got nothing else to do on a Saturday, so oh, let's just get some takeaway food. People eat because they're bored. You know that, don't you? I eat when I'm bored. Someone lay hands on me right now. Let's, let's minister to me. I do. My wife knows. Why are, you, why are you eating? Oh, I don't know. I've got nothing else to do. Okay. <laughs> we'll find something else to do. Go and, go and do some working out. Go and swim in the pool. Go for a run up the hill. Go and do something else. Amen. Just for those who don't realize, you need to pray for me because my wife actually eats pretty much exactly what I eat. (laughs) She's obviously blessed and highly favored with her metabolism. (laughs) And I am renewing my mind (laughs) about my metabolism. Amen. Another scripture. So Jeremiah, he, for I know the thoughts that I, I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Psalm 1 verses 1 to 2 actually says that a blessed person is a happy person. And usually what's the key to your happiness?
How do I know this? I've talked about this before, but in acting school, when they're trying to teach you how to act, they teach you and to act something that's realistic, they teach you that to put up, pull off a great performance and to play a character where we're watching you thinking, hey, that, that person is really sad or this person is really happy. An actor, an acting student learns that you can't just create an emotion, that an emotion actually is a byproduct of a thought. So your thoughts actually are the source of your emotions. Did you know that? Come on now, did you know that? And so if you are having some pretty strong full-on emotions that are not very happy, it's because there'll be some pretty strong full-on thoughts that are creating those full-on emotions that aren't very happy. So your responsibility, your ability to respond as a Christian is to identify those thoughts, acknowledge them, and now pull them down underneath Christ Jesus and elevate the Word of God up into that place in your mind. That right there is how you'll be able to walk on this planet knowing, feeling, and believing that you are blessed and highly favored. And from that place of your thinking, the blessing of God will continue to manifest in your world. So Psalm 1, 1 to 2. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Can I tell you, when you hang out with people who are ungodly, now what we mean by ungodly is, Typically, the reason, the starting point of why someone is ungodly is because they don't have a renewed mind. They don't think like a person of God should. In fact, they think that God's stuff is stupid or they have an issue with it. There's something about their mind that's actually at war with the truth. So when you hang out with people who have thoughts that are more aligned to the world then we actually go against the very principle that God says to not conform to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So be careful with who you're hanging out with, particularly when you're in a season where you know, and even if you've been a Christian for 30 years, can I say this to you? There are some times where God will actually get us to be around people. So we become the influence. But if you're in a season of transformation, if you're in a season of transition, can I tell you that majority of the time, the people you should be hanging around are the people that have a mind that's aligned to the truth of God, that God is encouraging you to be thinking as well. Because hanging out with those people will help to reinforce. That's why there's a principle, uh, show me your friends and I'll show you your destiny. Who you hang out with actually determines. This is so important when it comes to understanding that you are blessed and highly favored. You are blessed and highly favored, particularly over time when you hang out with people who also believe that they're blessed and highly favored. That's why I think it's important. Last Sunday, I reiterated, if you're someone who is wanting to believe for breakthrough in your family, be careful that you're not spending majority of your time hanging out with people who have just as much of a broken family as you. doesn't mean you can't love those people or minister to those people. But I'm just going to do a bit of a, you know, a wake-up call. You're crazy if you do that. You've got to get around people who are obviously, they've got the breakthrough and they can actually speak into you from that place of victory. 
A lot of people love to minister out of their own brokenness because it actually feeds their ego and gives them a sense of worth, but it's not necessarily godly. Be careful who you ask advice from. If you're wanting to establish fruit in your life and you're asking for wisdom to come from the mouth of someone who's struggling to bear the same fruit, that's not smart. Being blessed and highly favored is also about who do you hang out with? Who do you anchor your life to? Who do you invite into your home? Whose home do you spend time in? I want to share this as well. Sometimes, because our identity in God is not as strong as what it should be because we're in a journey and a process, Sometimes it's more comfortable to hang out with people who've got the same brokenness as us. And sometimes we can become deceived, thinking, well, I can relax and feel comfortable hanging out with these people because they're like me. What am I talking about? I'm talking about basic human nature and rapport. Do you know that you will generally like hanging out with people who are like you? So if you're in a season of transition, if you're in a season of transformation, come on church. It's going to be a season that's uncomfortable. Because God's going to call you and challenge you to spend the majority of your time hanging out with people who might be further on than you. Come on now who may have the victory that you're seeking. Do not fall into the temptation of just hanging out with people because it's more comfortable. This is a big one. I see people who are passionate about the things of God, but yet one of the biggest mistakes they make is they they build friendships and relationship and connection with people who actually haven't broken through, and these people are on their hands and knees believing for breakthrough, and yet they spend most of their time with those people. I know for myself, I hung out with people, yes, who were broken, and I ministered to them. But the majority of the time, I hung out with people who would show me how to pray. They'd show me how they think. They show me how they spoke. They show me how they manage their life. So there's another challenge. I want you to think, who are you hanging out with? And if your answer in your mind is, well, yeah, when Pastor Brad said, I'm probably hanging out with a lot of people who are probably struggling in that same area. then my challenge to you was, well, why are you making that choice? And if the answer is, if you really search your soul, probably part of the answer is because it's comfortable. And as a Christian, your desire for Christ to work in your life has to be stronger than your desire to stay comfortable. Can I hear an amen to that? Psalm 1, 1 to 2, blessed is the man, blessed is the man, blessed is the man, blessed is the man 
that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Another word for scornful are people who, who, who mock. But his delight, his delight, his motivation, his joy, his desire, his focus, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. What do we mean by law? The law is the word of God. And he meditates on the word of God. The word of God. Come on now. This scripture is telling you. the same. It's reinforcing what I've been saying. That he doesn't hang out with these people. But his desire is to actually walk with the law. To actually have a relationship with the word of God. And to get that into his mind and meditate on it. A big part of being blessed. Let me finish with these thoughts. I'm going to ask Pastor Jason to come. Let's give Jason a warm welcome as he comes to the stage. Doing a great job with our music team. As we finish this morning, let me say this to you. Let me encourage you this morning. That... Even at times, if you feel like there's an evidence of curses or circumstances around your life that seem like it's not a blessing, can I say this to you? The curse is broken upon your life because of what Christ has done. However, you still have to walk it out. What do I mean by that? There's going to be times where the enemy will tact- tactically try and remind you of your past. There's going to be times when the enemy is going to try and rub your nose in a circumstance or a situation that's not really aligned to what you were believing for. Tactically, the enemy is always wanting you to look back. To feel defeated. To feel like this revelation that you had maybe three weeks ago that you were blessed and highly favored. Well, it's not really evident here. To sow seeds of doubt. So my encouragement to you is this. I'm standing here before you. And I'm someone who's experienced many attacks of the enemy, of the devil. Attacks to steal and rob my identity. Attacks to steal and rob the anointing on my life. Attacks to steal and rob the future and the destiny. But I'm standing here with a couple of scars. But I'm standing here as a man of victory before you. First and foremost, because Christ, I... Invited him into my life and I've never never let him go. Have I been perfect? No, but I've never let him go. Secondly, I came to a crossroads where I knew, like Mary, battling to receive the revelation, that not only was I blessed and highly favored the Lord, but that God had a pathway for me. And it was a grappling. But what did I do? In response to that grappling, in response to that struggle, I asked the Lord, Lord, what do I do? And the Lord started to actually just continue through His Word and through prayer 
And through spending time with him, he kept reinforcing and reinforcing. In a way, it was kind of like putting fresh soil into my life, like my garden. And he kept kind of just embedding it. And then he'd pour more soil. So the soil, the foundation of my heart, my identity became stronger, full of nutrients, nutrients, nutrients. Pour fresh soil, and he kept embedding it. Pour soil, and kept embedding it. And I'm like, God, you keep reinforcing. And the more that that did, my identity became stronger, became thicker, became more solid. And then the Lord also gave me a clear strategy. He said, Brad, enough is enough. The majority of your time, yes, you're called to go out into the world and to be an influence. But in this season of transition, of transformation, as I'm calling you to renew your mind, because you are blessed and you are highly favored and I have a plan and a purpose for you. But there's going to be a battle and you're going to have to fight. And I need you to renew your mind because that will be a key to your victory. He said, also, hang out with people. Deliberately spend time. Build relationships with people in your local church that have the victory that you're seeking. Seek them out. I will anoint them, said the Lord. I will anoint them to minister to you, to mentor. But seek out those people who you may personally feel uncomfortable hanging around with. Because maybe in your identity where you're still insecure, you may feel like you're not as good, you may feel like you should be where they are, you may feel like you're inadequate, like you haven't quite met the mark, but I heard the Lord say, you know what, my love for you and my presence on your life will protect you in those moments when you're afraid, when you feel uncomfortable, that the Lord said you spend time and you hang out with my people that already have the victory, because God said that will be a strategy that will actually help to manifest, it will manifest the victory in you, because as you hang around with those people, it will continue to entrench in your mind that if they are blessed and highly favored and they keep speaking out that they're blessed and highly favored and they have situations and evidence and breakthroughs and victories in their life that is giving me evidence and building my faith and hope that yes, these people are blessed and highly favored, that that will continue to lock in the truth and continue to release more soil into my identity, said the Lord, that you are blessed and highly favored. And as you continue to think and believe that you are blessed and highly favored and that I am a God that will provide and I am a God that will open doors and I am a God that will answer prayer and I am a God that will bring and manifest the promises from heaven into your life when you decree and you learn to establish things with the voice of the Lord on the inside of you and you actually speak out my world and you pray and you believe and you fast and you read the word and you continue to hang around the body of believers. God said that I will create a pathway where bit by bit, step by step, you will start to see the work and the miracles of the Lord unfold upon your life and you'll start to see the curses that once held your family back start to release a freedom and a fruitfulness. And the Lord said that the solidness and the the fertility of the soil of your identity will be the garden bed in which the fruit of the Lord and the manifestations of the prophecies and the promises of God will start to become a reality and will pop up in front of your very eyes. Let's just stand here this morning. Church, we are blessed and we are highly favored and we are deeply loved. Just lift one hand in this place. Repeat after me. I am blessed. I am highly favored. And I am deeply loved. Let's say it again. I am blessed. I am highly favored. And I am deeply loved. I am blessed. I am highly favored. And I am deeply loved. I am called to renew my mind. I am called to be transformed by the renewing of my mind.
the weapons of warfare are not my own thinking, but the Word of God to pull down the strongholds and bring every thought into captivity under Christ Jesus. One more time, I am blessed, I am highly favored, and I am deeply loved. Father, this morning, as your people are decreeing truth, Father, this morning, in this place, Lord, release into people's hearts the revelation that renewing their mind is one of the greatest weapons that will break the shackles of the past, that will loosen and shatter the grip of the enemy. Father, right now, challenge, exhort, encourage your people to make time deliberately and strategically to grab a hold of your word and to displace the thoughts and the lies with the truth. Father, right now in this place, I pray for just a turning over of the soil of our identity. Lord, just a release of freshness. Lord, release fertility into our identity. Lord, we are blessed and we are highly favored. And Lord, we are deeply loved. Father, I thank you that you're faithful. And I thank you, Lord, for your people. And I thank you, Lord, for those ones that need to make that transition of who they're seeking advice and counsel from. Lord, who they're spending time with, who they're building relationship with, friendship with. Father, I pray, Lord, where you need to see them make some adjustments. Lord, release wisdom right now in this place and empower them and help them, Lord, to walk out this journey of transformation, I pray in Jesus' mighty, powerful name. And everyone said, amen. Okay, let's just give God a clap offering here this morning.